The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, I'm your host, and I'm joined here by my two pals and co-hosts, Hodgie. Say hello, Hodge. Hello. Hello. And Monsieur Gray. Say bonjour, Monsieur Gray. Hello. Okay, fair enough, I'll take that. That's fine. How are we all? Canny. Good. Canny as oot. Canny as oot. Happy that uh, we've managed to get a bit of form back, like... It's all good. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? In the league, anyway. In the league, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll not talk about the other one. Fuck that. Right, now the awkward small talk's over, we'll do a few match reviews. Since we last recorded, we have played Aston Villa, Man City in the Cup, and Bournemouth. Very, um, very varied mix of results there. Picked up four points out of six in the league, and then we crashed out miserably of the FA Cup in the quarterfinals. But at least we got to the quarterfinals. So I guess if we take it in chronological order, we will start with the 1-1 draw against Aston Villa. I don't think there's going to be too much to say on this one. It was a bit of a meh result, but it's worth talking about because we said we'd do a quick review of each match. So what are our thoughts on the Villa 1-1 draw? Well, not going to lie, I only watched the first 25 minutes of it. But from what I saw, it wasn't the most exciting game of football. Sounds like I did miss all the action, especially when uh, big Andy Carroll and Dwight Gale came on. But from what I saw, it looked poor from both teams. Probably going to pipe in uh, now because I know, Hodgie, you didn't watch any of it. No, I was at training. Caught yourself a I did watch the highlights and there was about four of the full extended I was going to say, that's quite complimentary, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's more than I thought. There's not much to talk about, really. I mean, there's their goal and our goal. Was it really that boring? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much going on. I was the only one that watched it all the way through. And, yeah, highlight was a goal. It was good to see Andy Carroll and Dwight Gale come on and cause chaos, especially Andy Carroll. I'm not sure there's many centre-halves in the league that can deal with him and the type of player that he is at the minute. Uh, I think I've said this before, but the closest comparison, I think, in the league at the minute would probably be that Raul Jimenez at, at, at Wolves. Big, powerful striker, puts himself about, gets his head to absolutely everything. Well, there's not many defences at the minute that are used to playing against a striker, never mind one of his style. A proper old-fashioned centre-forward. I guess another name you could throw in amongst the mix would be Giroud. Chelsea, but he's hardly getting yeah. a look in at the minute. Yeah, well, he's. I think his days are probably numbered now. They've brought that Timo Werner 
he's just going to be their number one striker, isn't he? Just hope Werner doesn't come in and do like a Torres or a Falcao. Yeah, Falcao is pretty poor, isn't he? Or who else? Shevchenko, the Ukrainian. It's quite man. a long list, isn't it? On reflection, they've, they've got a good history of ruining strikers' careers, don't they, Chelsea? They do. oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the, the Villa game, it was a poor goal to concede as well. I think it was Jonjo and Dubravka on the line from a corner that really should have been dealt with. And nine times out of ten, you'd probably back Dubravka to deal with it, or at least one of our defenders. But I think Jonjo steps across the ball as it's coming into Dubravka and it maybe puts him off. I don't know. It's a game we should have won, but hey-ho, we got a point. Just uh, just, just quickly, how, uh, how did our results come in on that game? I know I had us down as a win. Hodgie, we refer to you as the, the, the keeper of the scores. Yep, I will duly look. I think I put win and everyone else put win and it didn't quite work out that way. How many? You, you guys are ahead on points, so you? you both predicted the first game was a win and I said draw. Yeah, we both have exactly one point. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, big stick. What was it? High stakes. High stakes rolling. Uh, one point for the two, no points for us. And then we moved straight on to the, the game against Sitter in the FA Cup. <laughs> I think we all watched that one. Yeah. I wish I hadn't. I'm not sure there's much watching going on. A lot of shouting. But yeah, yeah much, I was watching. absolutely fuming. Mm. How we can go from a great result against Sheffield United on the opening day, or our opening day, get an okay result against Aston Villa, although we probably should have been winning. You know, confidence was high. Even in the run-up to going into lockdown, we were, our form was, was fairly good. And then, yeah, all came crashing down. It was definitely the game plan. Hodgy, what what do you think about the the city game? Uh, well, I think I think if, if it's um, if it's something that we haven't been involved in, and that's like kind of stage for like what was it fourteen years? I think it was our opportunity to try and give it a bit of a go. There's no such thing as goal difference when it really comes to the FA Cup. Like you, you win or you lose. We're not trying to protect anything like we would if we were trying to protect a position in the league. So. Starting off with a really super defensive formation, I could try and see what he was going for, but I think trying to take it to City a bit has been their kind of downfall. Um, I think they've they've been too respected by some teams and we give them too much respect in the first half, which is just stupid because it just turned into an attack versus defence training draw, really. Stevie Bruce came out after the game and said the game plan was to sit deep, let them kind of attack, 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 come on to us mm. and then hit them on the counter. But when Pep's playing that six second rule, um, there's not really going to be much of a chance for you to break. No. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, the six second rule is if you lose the ball, the City players are tasked with getting it back within six seconds. And they, they did that phenomenally well like even players like Kevin De Bruyne he was everywhere no, it was close. Yeah. he had ASM in his pocket yeah Sam Maximan didn't have two or three seconds by himself on the ball before he had two or three players on him and then that was it it was always De Bruyne as well just popping up from anywhere like he could he could have been in the 18 yard box and next thing he's at the halfway line popping up to tackle yeah, ASM I didn't think like... he was that kind of player he's unbelievable man He's absolutely unbelievable. His passing ability as well is just picks things out the bag that you can't even see. You could rewind and watch the same play again and not expect him to play that ball that he's played. Like Sometimes it's just unreal. I almost agreed with Steve Bruce's tactics. I know Haji had a slightly different view on it, but I think in order to beat City, you have to remain in the game. And the way City were playing that day, just their little one-two-touch football, they would have just picked us apart had we started in a more attacking style and we probably could have been well we could have been 4 or 5 nil down at half time the way we played mm. anyway but the fact we only went in 1 nil, and that 1 nil was down to quite frankly a stupid error by Fabian Shaw. Well, it's so frustrating because as you say Greg we had 
who had remained in the game up until that point, and the defence, although it was a constant bombardment, our defence had dealt with everything. You've got Lascelles and Fernandez, who I think have been great so far since we came out of lockdown. I think they've been brilliant. They've dealt with everything. They carried on. Our fullbacks were good. Mankio and Rose were good. They were dealing with everything. You just mentioned Rose. I think it's the best game he's had in any Castle shirt to date. Yeah, I thought he was close. Yeah, all it takes is one silly mistake, and then you're 1-0 down, then your heads go down. Just before half-time... <laughs> It was frustrating because although that first half was a write-off in terms of watching it for a Newcastle fan, it was a write-off. We didn't offer anything going forward, really. We had, as you say, stayed in the game up until that point. And then second half, you go a goal down, tactics have to change. We did play a bit more exciting football, push and share up into central defensive midfield. It was really the change of formation that kind of kicked us into gear a little bit. We started offering a bit more. Sam Maxima had a bit more time on the ball when we moved to a 4-4-2. Well, just pushing players up to support Carroll. Like in the first half, we were boosting the ball up to Carroll, and most of the time it was 20 yards away from him. But when he did get the chance, to be fair, he was probably being fouled a lot by uh, Laporte and Otamendi, but uh, that seemed to go unnoticed several times. He was just bullying them. He was bullying them all game long. They were taking any opportunity to go down, rolling around, screaming about. I think he got booked, didn't he, Carroll? In the end, yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. For a shocking tackle on the port. He really offers something different for us. I'm so pleased we've extended Carroll's contract for another year. Is that option to change the tempo of the game? I think when he came on against Everton uh, last season as well, like he, I think it might have been one of his first games back, we looked very, very flat. Had nothing really going for us. And then when he came on, he provided so much energy because he just thought, you know what, fuck this, I'm just going to chase everyone down. If you've got him running at you and you're a defender, like you're going to shit your pants because he's an absolute massive unit and he's, you know he'll just go through you at any cost. He's, he's good for that and he's good for like a change of tactics. Yeah. Just before we move on, uh, we do have to talk about Dwight Gale's horrendous miss. Oh yeah, goal. that's another key point of that game. They could have made it 1-1 and what a different outcome it Changes could have been. the game, doesn't it? Yeah. Six yards out. How he's ball. managed to sky it. I don't think he was even six yards out. I just... <laughs> He got that goal against Villa, and you think that's going to be it. You think, right, here we go. Gale Force 9, he's going to get himself back, <laughs> back into gear. Gale Force 9. You think he's going to, you know, write the paper headlines into... now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what, it was, that's what he was fucking called when we bought him. That's what everyone was saying. He's not number 9 anymore either, so it doesn't really make sense. Did we not say exactly the same thing when Joel Linton scored against Sheffield United? That he's, yeah. uh, he's taking we're the so corner and he's going to be banging them in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, Joe didn't let himself down against Villa. Um, but then you think, okay, we've got a few strikers that can score now. Nope, 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 nope. I thought it was, and also you talk about that um, miss, Gray. I thought the work Sam Maximan did, of course the chance came from Sam Maxima. Some really, really good footwork. Puts it on a plate. Andy Carroll, maybe even say Joe Linton might have scored that. But no, it wasn't meant to be. It does remind me of a, of a day when uh, we were playing five-a-side football and uh, <laughs> our host here, uh, Willie B, somehow managed to shank a ball from two yards out in the centre of a goal. No <laughs> goalkeeper in sight against the post. Yep. How, he ma- how you manage that, Will, I have no idea. Talent. That's a la- that's, I think that's the last time I've seen a miss that bad in football. <laughs> Thanks for that, Alex. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I was playing left back in that game and there was a reason I'm playing left backs because I'm not a very good finisher. Oh, that's what she said. Um, but also, I'm not a fucking Premier League striker, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, an exciting one this one. We're doing another giveaway on our Twitter page. You can find us at TOTT Podcast. We have organised a giveaway with this great company called A City by the Sea. Born in Newcastle upon Tyne and raised in Whitley Bay, they celebrate the coastline of the Northeast through design, print, and products. We will leave a link to their website on our Twitter page. But if you hop onto our Twitter, we're giving away a Newcastle Blue Star print, an A3 print. All you need to do is give us a follow, give A City by the Sea a follow retweet the post so retweet the giveaway post and then tag a friend we'll be announcing the winner after the Wofford game on the 11th of July so it will either soften the blow of losing for one particular fan or it will just boost the joy of winning when we smack Watford. the print's pretty cool as well I might I might enter into our own competition can I win <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> but yeah, get yourself onto our Twitter page. It's a really, really cool print. I'm not doing it justice by explaining it. Um, you'll have to see it for yourself. I suggest you go onto their website. I bought a t-shirt from them last week. A great t-shirt. Really cool. And then, yeah, just good luck and all that. We'll leave all the links to uh, to our Twitter page and their website in the description of the podcast as well. Oh, listen to him go. And if you ever want to get in <laughs> contact with us, it's info at tottpodcast.com. Oh my god, look at that flow. (laughs) Speaking of plugs anyway, we'd we'd really appreciate it if you've enjoyed listening to us to leave us a review on whatever podcast sites you, you listen to us on. We'd really appreciate any feedback. And your ratings do go a long way to helping us reach more potential listeners. Here, here. Well said, Gray. Yeah, but your reviews are dead handy. Uh, if you have a spare few seconds, log on to your podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. That would be much appreciated. Cheers, flower. Cheers, petal. Petal. <laughs> Always reminds me of the Greg's ladies, that. Oh, yeah. Cheers, petal. Thank you, flower. Love the Greg's. But yeah, good luck for the competition. And if you could leave us a rating, that would be excellent. It's a goal de Newcastle. Es el gol del Newcastle, lo hizo gay, lo hizo gay, lo hizo gay. As a bit of a segue to the Bournemouth game, if, if Dwight Gale had scored, it would have been 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, let's get on to, uh, let's get on to uh, an exciting result. Talk about kicking someone when they're down. Bournemouth are fucking shit. Yeah. However, the team performance, I mean, straight from the off, Sean Longstaff playing that number 10 role was on to absolutely everything his tackle I mean it was a poor touch by that Jefferson Lerma on the outside of their box but he's onto it like a flash but just to be in the right position and to be brave going into that tackle Mm -hmm. as well because he did get caught yeah he took his opportunity but it's a first time instinctive pass from Sam Maximan to put Gale through and the finish itself he couldn't have placed that any better I was yeah really thrilled for him obviously on the back of that miss you think their heads are going to go down that's going to affect them for a few games straight back into the action the ball gets played into him as it's getting played at him he looks at the goal not even looking where the ball is, controls it and just doesn't even look back at the goal, just knows where he's going to put it. And absolutely great instinctive finish. Like, yeah. There is quite a few messages going around in our little WhatsApp group saying, what the hell is this team which has just been picked? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, for, and for us to play the way we did at Bournemouth and dominate possession, one of the first games this season, I think we're averaging something like, is it 32% possession or something like that? And we've got the lowest, the lowest average in the Premier League. Although overall in the Bournemouth game, we only had 45% possession overall. Did we? Yep. Did we? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, like, the way we played, you thought we dominated it. No, no, they had 55%, we had 45%. We had six shots on goal, they had one. So it's what they did with possession is, doesn't do much then. <laughs> yeah, I think we could spend the whole podcast talking about the, the match against Bournemouth. Everything was good that day. It mm-hmm. all just seemed clicked, to click into it, yeah. place. 
I mean, the only downside is letting that goal in at the very last minute. It had to be Dan Gosling as well, didn't it? It had to be an ex-Toon player. Just should have been dealing with that ball that came into the box. I'm sorry, what was Andy Carroll doing there, though? His back was to the ball. Yeah. I can't remember who it was who won the header to square it to Gosling, but he's had so much time, and Carroll should have been, for a big bloke, he's mm. so good in the air, he should have been winning that ball. Yeah, it's dead frustrating because he is usually, he's really handy defending set pieces, corners, you know, free kicks that come into the box. And, you know, most of the time it won't be one of those centre-halves getting their heads to it. It'll be Andy Carroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He puts himself about, he makes himself a presence even when defending. And yeah, he's kind of let himself down a little bit there, but I think we can probably forgive mm-hmm. him that, seeing as we thrashed in four goals. He didn't even need to try and win the header there. He could have just simply just held the guy off and just let the ball sail out. Like, it would have been... Totally fine, but he's done some weird turnaround, look away, and then jump. <laughs> like, I bet he thought, oh, get in, it's gone, and then this guy's rose and hmm. put it back across. Like Sean Longstaff, big shout out to him. I think he went off in the 33rd minute with an injury. Presumably it's just a precaution from Stevie Bruce, just get him off as soon as he's shown any sign of a niggle. Well, he did pull up, I think he was uh, sprinting down to win a ball. He did well, pull yeah, up he's, with his he's hamstrings. Tweaked, he's so... tweaked something, well that's what I mean, like you'd rather... Rather than hopefully run it off, Stevie Bruce knows we're, we're safe now. You might as well get him off, get him rested. To be fair, Miggy came on and yeah, just looked a different player. Yeah. He he was on fire. Everything, as I say, went right for us that day. Um, big shout out to Javi Manquillo as well, by the way. I think has played pretty much every single, apart from being subbed off in like the 75th minute against Bournemouth, has played every single match in different positions. So he's been playing right back predominantly, played left back against Bournemouth. He's put in another excellent shift. I thought the defence was was solid all round. Kraft come in after not playing for a long time. Came into the team from nowhere and he was solid. Yeah, looked a bit rusty at times, but I think that's probably understandable. Overall, he's put in a great performance. And then that partnership we've got going between Lascelles and Fernandez at the minute, it seems unbreakable at times. They they deal with everything quite well. I think Lascelles is more of like a take it take a touch, play it out. Fernandez is a bit no nonsense, just smashes out the place. And then obviously Dubravka in net, who who again had a good game, but was hardly have to was hardly anything. troubled, <laughs> hardly troubled until yeah, as I say, like that what ninety second minute, mm, which is like fucking that. annoying, and it must be so annoying for the defense as well to not keep their clean sheet. I think we did really well, but I think Bournemouth obviously haven't been the best in recent times. Of the stat was fifteen games they'd gone in the Premier League without having a clean sheet in a row, yeah. which is obviously pretty poor. I feel kind of bad for them because they're a bit of the underdog, and I love a bit of an underdog type of thing. But I think they're, they're pretty much down. I've got their I've got their remaining fixtures for them. So they've got Manchester United next, oh, then they've got Spurs, then they've got Leicester, then they've got Man City, then they've got Southampton, local derby, then they've got Everton to finish the season off. They're, yeah, Bournemouth are going getting, down, I reckon. They're not getting out of that, are they? I think they're going down. Yeah. It's very soft and sentimental of you, Hodge. I think that's cute to be like, oh, I feel bad for but Fuck Bournemouth. I would have taken seven goals against them. I would have taken well, ten. Well, yeah, because you would have, like, get... seven-one for your bet. <laughs> I did, yeah! Yeah! I, I like, tongue-in-cheek, before the game, said, nah, we'll smack them seven-one. Definitely. Seven-one. I was thinking, okay, here we go. Four goals after, what, like, 60, 70 minutes? I was like, here we go. We're on. I can't believe we've talked this long about the Bournemouth match without mentioning Alanson Maximum. How good is he? The cherry on the top. I wanted to leave him until the end. Um, he was unbelievable. I think we gave him a... Well, after some deliberation, 
We gave him a 10 out of 10 in our player ratings. I was outnumbered. I probably would have given him a 9.5 out of 10 just because he was missing that one goal, which I know you guys think is unfair. Um, but I think for that all-rounded performance, you probably need a goal to get a 10 out of 10. I know you guys disagree and we've come to the... We've compromised and said 10 because he was unbelievable and he was... He got a hat-trick of assists. Only the third player to do so in, in the black and white. Yeah, can you name the other? I, I think I can name one of them. Hodge, you're probably the one that doesn't know out the two of us. Yeah, I don't know. Um, can you give me an era? One was fairly recent. Yeah. Left the club four years ago. I, I was going to probably say Johan Kabai was probably a good shout for the first one. No. no? Play, played in the same team as Johan Kabai. From the same country. Same country. It's not like Sissoko or some shit like that, is it? <laughs> is it? Is it actually was... Yeah. Oh, no way. Any shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is okay. Can you believe it? And the other one, I think, is Andy Cole, isn't it, Greg? Yeah, it is. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, Good Andy Cole. Um, but yeah, unbelievable performance. He was a constant threat. After kind of paling into insignificance against Man City, he's definitely come back with a bang. Yeah, the skill for that Longstaff goal, just the way he had three players in front of him and somehow it just gets to the byline so quickly and they're mm. just... One second he's in front of us, next second he's just gone. And just to put it on a play for Longstaff. Yeah, it's a good finish by Longstaff as well. It's pretty much yeah. the only place he could have he, he could have put it to get it that goal. Well, he probably kicked it too hard, which knackered his hamstring. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he rifled it in. Providing it's not just that game, I think hopefully we've found a position that suits Sean Longstaff. Mm-hmm. And that's just sat in front of Hayden and Shelby, preferably, just behind the striker, that number 10 role. Let's, yeah, let's see what the future holds. Could could be the position for him. On Longstaff's, sounds like Stevie Bruce has been having crunch talks with Matty. Do we hope that Matty stays on next season, just as a quick interjection? Yeah, Absolutely. I think there's not many clubs at the minute who have actual homegrown players. And like, I mean, we've got two in the Longstaff brothers. I think that's about it. That's all we've got. Yeah, but, yeah. But there's, well, you've but got Paul, Paul Dummett. Paul Dummett. He's, he's Welsh. Not, he's not young anymore. He's Welsh. Yeah, he's, is he though? <laughs> Can we start a, a long staff breeding program? Get his dad just <laughs> <laughs> lined up <laughs> with loads of lasses. Right, Put him out to we want to start an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let's hope he doesn't go for that big money move allegedly to Udinese and then there's rumours that they send him back to Watford on loan because I think they're owned by the same person. Let's hope he can take the this amazing offer Stevie Bruce says that we have on the table for him. Let's hope you can afford a haircut. Yeah. Uh, but just to finish off the Bournemouth game, the other two goals, obviously, as you said, Miggy came on and has bagged himself a really classy goal. That finish was unreal. Oh. Great finish, running at the defence, and then he's, yeah, weak foot, and he's just placed it into the side netting. Really classy goal. And then our mate, Gray's favourite player, Valentino Lazaro's, come on. What a game he had when he came on. Absolutely unbelievable. Running at defenders, he was so quick, he's got great feet. And that goal, the pass by Shelby is, like, perfect. The waiting on it, the timing of it, his run is perfect, and the finish is another, another excellent finish. Much like the Miggy finish. He's just placed it, he just gently kind of lofted it into the side netting. And then he unleashed he unleashed a rocket as well about five minutes later to like off a crossbar. Unreal. God, Isaac Hayden. If we didn't <laughs> like you so much, we'll be we'll be slain. <laughs> How have you missed that? Um did anyone have a Bournemouth win? Did anyone predict a, a win away at Bournemouth? I think I went for a draw. You went drawing both me and Grace had win. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a point, Grace on two, and you're on a point. I can't wait for this £5 to come to me. <laughs> I think that nicely rounds off the, the, the match reviews. So to break the monotony of um, the, the game chat, I have a quiz. So it's the return of Hodge's Quiz Corner. Hodge's Quiz Corner, where the questions are always meant. Sometimes. Pe- people love that. 
the jingle class. We've had good feedback on it. People are, people well, are I'm excited. Up. I can't wait for some quiz questions. I don't know about you, Gray. How are you feeling? Yeah, like for it. Great, you look it. How are you then, Hodge? Right, so I did a quiz a while ago of where did they come from, where did they go? Uh, where did they come which, from? Which came... Cotton Eye Joe. Indeed. So <laughs> we're going to continue on that. I've got five players. Basically, you just have to tell me where they came from to the club and then where they went to from the club. I'm so bad at this. Right then, so question one, or person one as such. Damien Duff, 69 appearances, five goals for Newcastle. Where did he come from? Well, Gray, I've got it already, to? so I'll, I'll give you first refusal. Uh, he came from Chelsea, didn't he? He did come from Chelsea in 2006. Does anyone know how much money's for? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say six million. I was going to say the same. I go six and a half million. <laughs> Five. <laughs> oh, I was close, Five I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you went the wrong way. Came for five million in 2006. And we let him go for f- four million in 2009 to... Was that the season we got relegated? That fateful game against Aston Villa. Off his back. After it, yep. Was it a Damien Duff own goal that sent it? It was. was yeah. Yep. Oh, Smashed off his back, didn't it? Deflection. I'll forever blame him for that. Damien Duff's back. That'd be a good name for this episode. Damien Duff's back. Damien Duff made Hodgie cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gray, I know where Damien Duff went after Newcastle. Do you? Uh, can I have a clue? Was it in the Premier League? At the time? At the time, I'm not 100% at sure. At the time, but... yes, they were very much in the Premiership. It was their, probably their peak. They're not right now. Down south, in London town. Fulham. Yes, he did go to Fulham, yes. Wasn't he in that team that was runners-up in the Europa League? That Fulham team that got to the final and lost to oh, Atletico shit, yeah. Madrid? Yeah, was I he remember in that, that team? actually. I don't know, not sure. Aaron Hughes was, though. You have a little look at that. Anyway, we'll go on, we'll go on to person number two. It's person number two. 190 appearances with 23 goals. That's Kieran Dyer. Where did Kieran Dyer come from and where did he go to? I think I know where he went to. So he arrived in 1999. Go on, where did he come from? We bought him from Ipswich yes. for, I think, 8 million quid? 6 million quid. He was a Bobby Robson transfer, though, wasn't he? He was indeed, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, too, I thought he was a good player, just quite a little bit injury prone, wasn't he, really? A little bit injury prone. Hamstring problems <laughs> were quite rife with him, but he managed to squeeze out nearly 200 appearances for the tune. He was a great player back in his day. Right. He was absolutely he was so magic. Rapid. He was class. His fateful fight against Lee Bowyer, yeah. And that horrible game. Do you remember who that game was against? When those two started scrapping. I was there. So really, you should remember then. I remember Stephen Taylor getting sent off after he handled the ball on the line. It looked like he got shot. He was shot. And we'll have um, nothing said about it. Was it against it. West Ham? No, it wasn't against West no. Ham. It's a bit embarrassing that you don't remember, Gray, as you were there. Uh, right. <laughs> Is it like Bolton Wanderers or something like that? No, Hodgie's got the right colour palette in oh, mind. Oh, Villa then, yeah. It was! Was, Another was, fucking horrible game against Villa. We just took Damien I, I knew the colours. I knew the colours. I just gambled <laughs> the wrong way. I was. Uh, I remember him being or having to be broken up by Gareth Barry, who I'm pretty sure maybe got two goals. Oh, surely not. Anyway, so where did where did Kieran Dyer go to then from from Newcastle? I think we just mentioned him. Was it West Ham? Yes. 2007, we sold him for six mils, so we lost nothing on him. Over eight years, which is pretty damn good, I think. Decent, good bang for your buck, that. 100%. Um, depends if you take inflation into account or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, sh- shut up, Grey. 
he went on to do not very much, didn't he? He was at QPR for a bit, I remember. And then I think the injuries got the better of him in the end. I think he only played 30 appearances for West Ham and didn't get any goals, I think, off the top of my you head. You think? That's very specific for us. Yeah, it's because I, I looked at his Wikipedia page <laughs> and I don't actually have it written down, so I'm thinking. The third person is Gary Speed. So joined in 1998, had 213 appearances for the Toon and 29 goals to boot. But where Ooh, did he come Hodgie, from? you bastard. You <laughs> bastard. He was a signer for Kenny Daglish and where did he come from then? Ah, fuck. Did we... Well, I'm between two teams. Okay. The two I've got in mind are Everton and Leeds. It's one of them. Oh, God. Did he maybe... Oh, fuck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's one of my favourite players as well. He's one of my favourite players of all time. I think we bought Gary Speed from Leeds. No. Ah, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) We got him from Everton for 5.5 million. Uh, Yeah, like I said, he was Kenny Daglish's signing. Um, I think he was at Leeds first, and then he went to Everton, and then he went to us, I'm pretty sure. Leeds had some amazing players then, didn't they? Oh, Oh, mate. The players that have gone through Leeds. Some crackers, man. I might need a... I might need a clue as to where Gary yeah. Speed went after after Newcastle. So in 2004, we let him go for 750,000. I mean, I said a, a clue. It's not really. They were in the Prem at the time, and they also wore white light leads. Those of the team I mentioned before, Bolton Wanderers. Indeed. Oh signed, fuck! Of course. Signed for Bolton Wanderers, where he played 121 games with 14 goals. And his last club, we may as well try and guess it because he only played for five, 37 games, six goals. 2008-2010 I didn't even know he lasted that long I don't know somewhere in Wales Swansea Sheffield United is where he ended up I've got a, I've got a little stat by the way I've got a little stat to boost as well Gary Speed was the first person to play 500 plus games in the Premier League that's quite a cool little fact ah that's a good one player number 4 chicken man himself Kevin Nolan 85 games 29 goals not a bad little return for a midfielder where do we get him from in 2009 yeah, got this one. Got this one locked in, locked on. Go on then. Bought him from Bolton Wanderers and we sold him to West Ham. Indeed. Do you know the prices then? It's a Sam Allardyce signing, so... Do we include the bribes? <laughs> <laughs> Did we buy him for like four, four million? Boom. Straight on it, man. Four million. Smashed yeah. it. Get in. And a bit harsh there. I don't know what West Ham paid for him because it's undisclosed fee. I hate an undisclosed fee. Don't, know how to <laughs> don't do you that. just like? Don't you just? But yeah, we signed him for four million in two thousand nine from Bolton, and then he moved on to West Ham. And then the last one is another ex Leeds player, Alan Smith. Eighty four games, zero goals. But where did we get him from, and where did he go to? I've shared a jacuzzi with Alan Smith. <laughs> I've heard we both have. We've already told this story. Yeah, we both have. I'm sure this came out on episode one. I think so. Yeah. Did it? Oh, well, there you go. It's your claim to fame, isn't it? You shared some dirty bath water. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Smith, we obviously got him from Manchester United. We did. For how much, do you reckon? Oh, how much for? Yeah. I don't know why, but there's a number that rings a bell. It's just calling out to me. Um, the number is 750,000. Couldn't be further away. Oh, fuck. Okay. I was going to put an extra zero on it. <laughs> seven and a half million. million for Alan Smith. We signed him for six mil. And oh, you and, <laughs> and, and the actual transfer rose to 8.1 with add-ons. <laughs> wow. Really got I don't know, what, I don't know what fucking add-ons we had. Was it not to get relegated or something? <laughs> well, it clearly wasn't a goal bonus, was it? It rose to 8.1 million. 
after the initial fee of six million. So then we sold. He had a eight, like I said, eighty-four games with us, and then he went to where? Yeah, we actually loaned him there first, and then he went on a, a free transfer. His last club was Notts County. It was because I think he was there at the same time as Big Shula Amiobi. He went to another team of their ilk, like a lower league team, might even be in the same league, but I just can't, I can't put a finger on it. A team that are relatively new, they were formed from an, an old team. Oh, I've got it. It's MK Duns, isn't it? It is MK Duns. MK Duns played 51 games and scored one goal. Oh, so he's already scored one more than he did this whole time with fucking Newcastle. Indeed. Another player hampered by injuries though, isn't he? And he loved hair dye. And jacuzzis. Yeah, well done. Decent um, go there. I didn't actually keep score, but I think you did quite well. I think I won. I think I definitely won, yeah. <laughs> you can have that face all you want. No one kept score. No one loving who. But you have to listen back to find Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you were, though. I'm not going to lie. Oh, geez. Quiz corner. When the questions are always mint. There we go. We're done for the day. Oh, you clapped, you fucking... Next. <laughs> Uh, so what are predictions for the result against West Ham? I know we've all got our win-loss draws down, but does anyone want to change their mind? What do you reckon the score is going to be? No, nah, I think we'll smack them 7-1. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um... familiar. <laughs> well, West Ham are coming off the back of a 3-2 win against Chelsea. Uh, that, was straight after the, that was straight after the Newcastle game. But I think outside of that, the results really haven't been that good. So I'm still going for a win. Uh, I think it might be... I think we're due a two-one win. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna score first half, and then it's gonna be a, an interesting second half. It'd be interesting to get your draw prediction, Gray. Five-five. <laughs> change your mind, are you? I mean, if it was possible to change your mind, I probably would. I'd like to see us <laughs> win, especially if the way we played against Bournemouth. But I'm gonna go for a two-two draw. Two-two, two-twos now. Nah, he's sticking to his guns. I'll, I'll rate that. I rate that. I mean, you're wrong. Seven-one. <laughs> let, let, let's see what happens. Let's see what's happening. Oh, let's. Oh, so you're hoping that we'll draw, are you? I want this fiver. <laughs> you absolute mercenary. <laughs> you fucking mercenary. Great. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that rounds up the, the match results and things. Is there anything Is there anything else we want to talk about? Maybe the signing of our new superstar goalkeeper, Mark Gillespie. Who? Who? No, Mark Gillespie. Exactly. Yeah. Signed a, signed a deal earlier in the week. Our new, apparently, third choice keeper. He's a local lad. I think he's just been released by Motherwell. It looks quite handy. Obviously, Newcastle fans go mad on YouTube with their compilation videos, like a welcome to the club. Seen a couple of those already. It's quite hard to do for a goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> but he, he looks all right. He looks like he's quite handy at saving penalties, actually. Admittedly, in the Scottish League. You guys have any thoughts on, on Mark Gillespie, our new new signing? Yeah, good to see another Jordy back in the team. I used, to, I used to play cricket with him back in the day, so it'd be nice to see him do well. But I can't see him oh, getting much. Uh, uh, he's a good wicketkeeper. <laughs> You'd fucking hope so, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it'd be good to see him do well. But I think behind the likes of Dubravka and Darlow, he's not really going to get much game time, unfortunately. How old's Mark Gillespie? Same 28. age as us. 28. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Still young for a goalkeeper. Yep, just for a goalkeeper, though. Not for any other position. <laughs> Prime. Especially when you compare him to uh, Buffon, who's just signed a new contract at the age of 42 for years. He'll be playing when he's 50-something, man, straight up. Like. He's like a fine wine, Gigi Buffon. Have you seen um, Loic Remy is still about? He's just signed for Benevento, who've just been promoted to Serie A. Wow. Really? That's... Yeah, yeah. Are you well, there you go then. Mark Gillespie has found himself a new club. Happens to be Newcastle United. Loic Remy's found himself a new club in Italy. Good luck to the both of them. Thank you 
once again for listening. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at T-O-T-T Podcast. On Twitter, we post regular quiz questions. It can be anything from a former player's career path to their number of appearances or goals, even to their honours and their trophies throughout their career. And we ask you to guess the player. We also do match reviews and player reviews on Twitter. So keep an eye out. We'd love it if you could give us a follow. But I think that's just about it from us this week. Thanks once again for tuning in. Hodgie, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Gray, say goodbye. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me as well. We'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Ciao. Oh, me lads, you should have seen us gunning. Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing. All the lads and lasses the TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants. 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.